Hello everybody and welcome to episode Greg Biffle, number 16 of Loose Logs, presented by Double L Sports Network. I am your host, Lauren Leach, once again, and joined as usual by Mark Allen. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I dried out from yesterday, man. <laughs> we had a, uh, I don't know if you call that a typhoon, a, a hurricane, tropical storm. I've never seen anything like it before. We had a major river going on here, uh, Hey, 16, you know, that was a, that's, that's a Roche number from way back when. Uh, the guy before that, I remember, was how about Wally Dolan back in the, uh, nice. what was that, the Keystone, the Keystone beer car. It was red and yellow. That was a cool car. Yeah, we uh, ran into some weather down here at the Slinger Nationals yesterday. We're back once again today. Hopefully everything holds true to schedule today and we get everything in. Like you said, it was... Uh, yeah, I guess I'd call it a typhoon. Water everywhere, a river through the parking lot. We were hanging onto a canopy, um, almost at a, at a risk for our life there a little bit, I'd say. I never seen so much water <laughs> rolling and and lots lots of things to dry out when we got home. Some, some stuff was still wet. And yeah, there was a rumor that the track buckled over in two, and we looked at that this morning and they put a patch up against the wall. There was an absolute waterfall over there, so. Yeah, I haven't seen rain like that in a long time. That was crazy, but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get a we'll get a good run in tonight. Yeah, I've not seen anything like that in a in a very long time either. But uh, looks like everyone was able to stay safe. Uh, a few canopies might be broken. I know there's one for sure sitting not too far from us where we were at. Um, but you know, everyone stayed safe, and hopefully most of the people can make it back today. Uh, let's get into some NASCAR stuff here. Uh, we'll start with the Xfinity Series, who ran the Indy Road Course last week. And I guess uh, before we start here, we should also mention it was a doubleheader on Saturday with the Indy cars. That was pretty cool. I did not see the Indy cars. By the time I, I got to it, all of a sudden the Xfinity race was coming on. But, uh, yeah, it looked like an exciting show there. Yeah, we were camping, so I actually missed that too. I watched the highlights, though. Uh, Scott Dixon takes the win there. Uh, but how cool is it to see that you have NASCAR and IndyCar coming together? Roger Penske takes over Indianapolis Motor Speedway and IndyCar starts to put this together. I think you're going to see this more in the future. You know, Scott Dixon, they said he's third in most victories. Yes, 48. And I just like, wow, hang on a second here. That, that was a surprising stat, and I had to think about that. Scott Dixon does win a lot, so, yeah, so he's good at Indy. He picked up win 48. It was actually, believe this in believe this or not he finished their second three times and he finally ended up picking up the win there kind of cool roger penske put in this elevator brought the car up there you saw it with the nascar cars after that but really cool to see the two series come together um so the indy road course for the xfinity series there stage one goes to austin Sindrick, and stage two in the race goes to chase briscoe what a finish that was amazing <laughs> that was amazing finish you had four cars, almost five there, really. Um, Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindrick, A.J. Allmendinger, Noah Gregson got into the mix there. Justin Haley, who ends up finishing second, uh, got up there. Uh, Austin Sindrick and A.J. Allmendinger sure uh, were banging doors there for quite a while. And Chase Briscoe makes a mistake near the end of the race, is able to come back and take the lead back. I did not see that coming, but... What a drive for the Indiana kid. I would have paid I would have bet my paycheck that there's no way, no way that after uh, that mistake was made by Briscoe that he was going to 
get uh, past Almendinger. You know, he's a he's a shoe in for a road course. And Cedric, I mean, he showed in the first stage that he looked like he was unbeatable too. And to go back and <laughs> and win that the way he did, he was on a on a mission to win that race. That kind of proves that uh, I I definitely see Briscoe's going to be in the, in the Cup Series. That kid's got lots of talent. Woo. He made it three wide going into turn one there. I didn't know if he would be able to make it stick. He did. He went a little wide coming out of the corner, so A.J. was able to get back to his outside going into that turn two there, but A.J. had nothing else for him after that, and Briscoe pulled away again. You know, and then Noah Gregson, he stuck his nose in there, and I didn't realize how good of a road racer he is, and, like, wow, hats off to him too. So, um, once again, the Xfinity Series puts out another good show. Um, I like that road course. I could see the Cup Boys end up going out. It's, it, I think that's going to happen there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen at some point. I think, uh, I don't know if you're going to take away the Brickyard 400, though, only because it's a prestigious race. Everyone wants to race that. Um, so even Chase Briscoe, Indiana kid, dreamed of driving for Tony Stewart. He is his hero. Um, takes it, climbs the fence like Tony did back in the day, but he even said it's not the same as winning on the Oval. So I don't know if you'll see the Brickyard 400 go away on the Oval, but something that I could see happening is them running that road course at some point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, excellent. I saw the IndyCar there last year, and then when that race came on, I, I couldn't remember how that track was uh uh, where the corners were and everything, and then as soon as you watch a couple laps, I said, "Oh yeah, yeah." And uh, there was an in-car camera, I think that was on Briscoe, and they were showing him how he was hitting those chicanes on the backstretch, and watching his hands go this way and that way and this way and back and forth. He had <laughs> he looked like a chop suey guy. He was, uh, you know, his hands were moving so fast. The wheel went this way, that way, and it was just amazing uh, video watching how fast his hands were moving that steering wheel around. Yeah, and you know, the, the other weird part for me watching that race is seeing the cars come backwards down the front straight there. I was watching, I was like, wow, that is kind of interesting. And some of my wife's family was watching, and they didn't really realize. And all of a sudden I said, they're like, oh, yeah, I guess that does look different. So that was kind of interesting, too, seeing that again. Yeah, but to definitely, uh, well, it would have been nice if a crowd would have been there. Um, yeah. You know, to, um I seen people from way off of the distance. They said they were sitting in parking lots just so that they could see a flash of a car go by. Uh, we've done that at Road America's too, sitting on, I think that's County Highway J over there on by turn three. And we sit on the shoulder of a road just so that we can get a glimpse of a, of a car going by. <laughs> that's diehard fans when you're sitting outside just so you could see a, a flash of a car go by. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've done that. It almost looked like Landon Castle had a video. I don't know if it was his own or if he found it somewhere. It almost looked like there was hundreds of fans sitting outside of the track, just sitting there and, and watching that little glimpse that you were just talking about. Hundreds of fans out there. I mean, you talk about diehard. Indianapolis is one of those motorsports motor cities. Oh, yeah. Well, we were there once, so we went on the, uh, the, the tour that they have there, and I recommend oh, that. Man. Go to the tour and the museum. There's just so much history there. And uh, hey, I got pictures of kissing the bricks. Yes. You know, I uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't stick my tongue out, but I uh, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I, I get, thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's tradition to kiss the bricks when you win there. And uh, yeah, I got down on the wet track. It was a rainy day that yes. day when we were there, and uh, yeah. and it's just uh, you're in awe of that place. You can just feel the history 
of that place. So, uh, you know, if you ever get a chance while you're heading south and you want to see something, that museum is just outstanding. Yeah, um, that was quite the day. I remember being out there, even though it was a little raining, kissing the bricks, doing all that stuff. You just walk in on that tracks and, it, and you just get a different feel. You can just feel the history. It's just different walking in. A special, special place. Um, and obviously special for Chase Briscoe, who grew up around there and ends up taking the win for driving for his hero, Tony Stewart, and, and climbs the fence, as I mentioned just a little while ago. I mean, how cool was it to, to see that happen? You know, flashbacks of the early 2000s of Tony Stewart doing that and cool to see someone um, remember and, and make him their hero and, and able to do that for him. Yeah, absolutely. So good racing all around. Yep, absolutely. Um, so there were 12 lead changes between eight drivers, five cautions for 15 laps. Time of the race was two hours, two minutes, 48 seconds. There were a couple penalties. Oh, no. Um, the 22 of Austin Sindrick, that team had... One loose log. Okay. And then the big one, the 44 of uh, Tommy Joe Martins, Martins Motorsports. Crew chief Daniel Johnson will be suspended for one race because he lost the rear axle during the race. Uh, I do remember seeing that, so he gets suspended one race for that. Hey, that camera work, that was like me catching debris on the track. (laughs) You know, and also there goes that axle and it flew out and it was bouncing down dangerous stuff. It's kind of hard to see, but the cameraman was right on top of that watching that axle go flying down the front stretch. Amazing camera work on that. (laughs) Unbelievable, yeah, yeah. Um, So next up for the Xfinity Series is the Kentucky Doubleheader this week. Actually, uh, tomorrow and Friday, Thursday and Friday, both at 7 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Kind of interesting to see the Xfinity race on a Thursday and Friday. That's strange, but make make it go. All right, a doubleheader for them. Yep, they'll be front stage and center, and as you mentioned a little while ago, too, uh, they've been putting on some of the best racing, so it'll be fun to see them at Kentucky here. Uh, yep, uh, we'll be recording that just in case of WIR might uh, beat the weather tomorrow, so we'll see. Yep, yep. Uh, so then we had the Cup Series, of course, the I think we said the Big Machine Vodka 400. It was actually the uh, Big Machine Hand Sanitizer they switched it out to. That must be a distillery that switched over to the Hand Sanitizer, so that sponsorship went from vodka to Hand Sanitizer uh, for Big Machine Records there, but uh, still the Brickyard 400. Uh, stage 1 goes to William Byron, a little bit of a strategy play there. Uh, stage two and the race go to Kevin Harvick, another guy who drives for Tony Stewart, the Indiana boy. And um, Kevin Harvick takes the win and climbs the fence just like Tony did. So you had uh, Tony Stewart weekend there. Yeah, that was a really good race also. Um, I'm sure the first thing we're going to talk about what happened on lap 15. Uh, there was a bad incident on, in, on uh, pit road again. Uh, such a narrow pit lane and got to witness... Uh, uh, the rear tire changer on Ryan Blaney's car uh, got squished between the vehicles, and the jack band amazingly jumped over the vehicle, and the tire went flying. And, um, and Lauren, have you heard what uh, his injuries are? I... So they didn't really announce any of the injuries. He is out for this week with a leg injury. That's all they said, uh, uh, which uh, I kind of saw coming because he got he got squished there pretty good and went down and kind of had to scoot backwards to get out of harm's way there. Almost looked like it started when. Michael McDowell really slowed down for his pit, who was pitting actually right in front of Ryan Blaney. They all checked up in a uh, big, big incident. Corey LaJoy involved. Uh, Justin Allgaier, who was filling in for Jimmy Johnson, who ended up testing positive for COVID-19, so he had a miss last week. 
um, bunch of guys involved in that one, I believe Stenhouse, uh, among others, but uh, bad incident, uh, the narrowest pit road on the circuit, and it was definitely visible. You could see when the guys were working on the right side of the machines, they were out in pit road. There was uh, no doubt about it. They were over the line working there because it's it's so narrow. You know, I looked at it from a um, other perspective of safety. You know, that is such a big place, and then you got such a small little pit lane like that. You know, if they're talking about safety, why can't they move that inside wall and move it out two feet? Or, you know, I guess if you're on the track, you'd move it in. If Even if you gave them guys two feet, or maybe uh, take a couple tops, uh, bottom seats out of the bleachers on the inside, just to move that wall out and try to give them at least a couple feet. Because, yeah, when they're changing tires and they're on their knees, their feet are actually on pit lane. And, you know, if they're talking safety... I, I can't see why they can't modify something there. That is just really scary. It's going to be interesting to see what comes out from this because you can try to move that wall, but the front straightaway is pretty narrow itself. So if you're talking about moving it that way and showing the track, I don't know if that's quite possible because we've seen some bad incidents happen on the front stretch there where two cars block the track. There's no doubt about it. Mm. Um, so I don't know if you can go that way. It's almost like they need to move pit wall back towards that way and make it bigger. Back towards the bleachers. Um, I don't know if that's possible either. You'd have to really look at the lay in the land. I'm sure they're researching it constantly, but uh, it almost looks like something has to be done. You know, and then it's 55 miles an hour on top of it. You know, Martinsville is that tight too, and that's 35, and those guys are 55. Now, if anybody's ever changed a tire on the highway... When you're out on the highway, and uh, that's just scary as it is when vehicles go by 55 or if you're on the interstate 70 miles an hour. That is just, I mean, you're taking your life in your own hands. And these guys are doing it, and they're right on them, you know. And you don't realize that they're doing 55 miles an hour. That's, you know, highway speed. And then they got their back turned to it also. Um, That jack man, I did not see him jump until they had that side view. And all of a sudden, <laughs> he bounded really well and got up on top of that car. Um, it's amazing, Blaine. He didn't get more damage out of that. So yeah, yeah. So scary incident. But uh, for safety wise, they got to they got to do some research there and figure that out. Yep, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. Um, the other big story of the day was tire wear. Um, looked like the teams Goodyear gives them a recommendation, and teams were taking it to the extreme there, as normally they do. You know, they're doing their job and trying to take it to the extreme so they can have the best car. Um, the first big hit of the day was Eric Jones. My oh my, was that a big one? That uh, car just turned right at the wrong time, and one of the biggest impacts I've seen in a long time. All you saw was a yellow flash and. It was one of them I said right out loud, oh, no, you know, and then, uh, hey, he walked away from that car, was crushed. Thank God for safe walls, man. Angles like that, uh, you know, uh, years ago, I think they might be cutting him out of the car to get him out of there, you know, with the safety and stuff like that. And then, you know, and then afterwards, uh, Alex Bowman, he tried to top that. And then, uh, well, Denny Hamlin, uh, he, uh, he did the same exact thing. And, you know, even Kyle Busch even mentioned that he knew he was on pins and needles wondering if that right tire was going to hold out. That's amazing at them speeds, and they blow them out, and they just go flying into the fence. Scary stuff, but, man, they walk away from it. Uh, I'm sure they're I'm sure they sore the next day. Wow, do they pound that wall. 
Yeah, that was uh, Alex Bowman was pretty bad as well, as you mentioned. Denny Hamlin, while leading, um, he was in front of Kevin Harvick. Looked like he was on his way to win the Brickyard 400. The only one of the crown jewels that he hasn't won, and he was looking forward to getting that win. Has run really well there in another case where it just wasn't his day. Uh, but a big, big hits there, three of them uh, at least. In fact, uh, Spotter Brett on Twitter, Brett Griffin, the spotter for Clint Boyer, uh, said, I think that Dale Earnhardt's death saved a couple lives today. That's how big those impacts were. I agree with that, yep. Hey, uh, how about Kyle Busch driving into the side of Ryan Blaney saying, remember me? <laughs> at speed, he tapped him in the door. Um, so I'm sure there was on the back of his mind from Pocono when, when Blaney uh, tangled with Kyle. So um, <laughs> race drivers never forget, you know. So it seems like that's uh, going on forward. Yeah, those two just can't get away from each other. And I know Blaney was frustrated with Kyle before that incident happened there at Pocono. So, um, yeah, it would be something to watch going forward, I guess, just to see how those two handle it. I think they're professionals at the end of the day, but... Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit of frustration there. See what happens when playoff time comes around and start yeah. uh, playing that kind of game. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's on the back burner. Something to watch. Yep, absolutely. Um, so there was 11 lead changes among nine drivers, nine cautions for 43 laps. Time of the race was 3 hours, 16 minutes, and 5 seconds. Oh, and we should mention, uh, surprise, surprise, there was a weather delay to start the race. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like weather's everywhere, ain't it, this uh, year? I don't know, Mother Nature... Uh, but the thing about it is, uh, normally, except for our incident last night, normally they, they get the show in. It's, it's delayed, but uh, they find a way to get it done. Uh, there was uh, no way we could have did that at Slinger last night. <laughs> no, no way. No, no. Um, and the last thing about the race here, how about Matt Kenseth? Uh, how about the young gun getting up there and, and getting a second place? I thought with the fresher tires, I think he had 12 lap fresher tires, he was actually going to take the win. He wasn't able to do so, didn't get the best restart, and Kevin Harvick drove away. But how about the drive for Matt Kenseth? Nice to see him back up there after he's been struggling uh, ever since his top 10 at Darlington. Isn't he third or fourth time he was second place? Third, three? I think it like that. I think he so. talked about it. And yeah, I thought the fresh tires was going to be there. And, and he was. He said he was happy at Pocono. He said, I don't run good there. And he goes, we actually performed well. So maybe behind the scenes, that team is slowly turning the corner. And, uh, you know, you know, Matt, uh, you know how Matt is. He reminds you of David Pearson. He'll get the job done. He'll do it. Yep, yep, absolutely. Great to see that team turn around here. And I'm sure there's a big adjustment, you know. He says it's it's tougher than he thought it was going to be, but I tell you what, he had to think it was going to be tough coming in, not being in the car for a long time. Uh, totally different rules, all this stuff, new team to learn. So it's just going to take time. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they start running well here and maybe gets a win, gets into the top 30 if he's not already, and, hey, playoff eligible. So you never know. You know, uh, let's see what happens with the all-star race here, you know, how well he runs at Slinger. Well, he runs at Bristol mm -hmm. just the same way, so... You know, with, uh, just money on the line. Uh, let's see the all-star race. I, I, I hope he's in that race. I don't know if he will be. Yeah. I don't know. He's a, he's a past champion, so you, you you think they'd throw him in there, figure out a way to get him in there. Well, you know, with the big sponsorship and stuff, I, I you would think he'd be in there. Does it go by the team, too? Because that's, that team uh, would normally be eligible for that, so we'll have to do some research on that, but that'll, that's a yeah. good thought, too. That'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, with just money on the line. Yeah, that's coming up here uh, next week, huh? So fifteenth yeah, of July. Next yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. So uh, there's another Wednesday race. I'll be looking forward to that. Uh, boy, just mo- just talking about that for a second. Just money on the line. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be interesting, especially at a place like Bristol. Bring back the helmet and the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, that's all you got to do. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It always is, and uh, I'm so so glad they got away from Bristol. Um, they should change that around all the time. So that's that's good. Charlotte. Uh, what did I say? Bristol. Bristol. Yeah. No, they're going to Bristol. Glad so, they got away from Charlotte. Yeah, get away from Charlotte. Nation. Yeah, actually move it around. Like Richmond would be a good place, or you know, I guess I guess Darlington wouldn't be too bad either if it's close to home for them. So, but yeah, Bristol uh, be uh, worth watching on a Wednesday night. Hey, and there was a couple of things uh, talking about. I just saw last night or this morning they were playing the clip of the. Um, Carl Edwards, uh, Kyle Bush race at Richmond where the bump and run, uh, at there. So speaking of Richmond, that was pretty cool to see. Uh, and then they replayed yesterday, your birthday. Happy birthday again, buddy. Thanks, man. Um, they were showing the, uh, 19 year anniversary of Dale Earnhardt Jr. going to victory lane at Daytona, uh, the race of uh, the first race at Daytona after his father passed away, Dale Sr. So uh, that gives me goosebumps, almost a tear in the eye to see that, you know, losing his father there and then he comes back and win it. That's, uh, that's always been one of my favorites well, to see. He said that he said that he thinks his dad was with him that day yep. and, uh, you know, he had that feeling and, you well, I can't take that away from him. So nope. sometimes some things are just meant to be, it's a mystery. Yep. So it's possible, you know, yep. you never know. <laughs> yep. You know, the other time he said that too is we had that fire in that, uh, Corvette sports car. And he said uh, he wanted to thank whoever pulled him out, and no one pulled him out. He got out himself, so yeah. that, that was another mystery there. But, you know, kind of those things happen, and kind of strange. But, you know, it's it's interesting just as you pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so next uh, next up for the Cup Series is going to be Kentucky on Sunday at 1.30 Central Time again uh, on FS1. All the races are. Trucks also return Saturday at 5 o'clock on FS1. So... Boy, a full racing schedule coming up here. Yeah, a good weekend of racing coming up here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So uh, be on the watch for that to support your local tracks as well. A lot of racing going on uh, next week as well. Again, you know, you got the Wednesday night Bristol All-Star Race. So then we'll get right back into it. Yep, and I'm going to do some dirt racing this weekend. Uh, go get a little dirty. And then uh, don't forget the Indy cars at Road America this yep. week. And I'm sure uh, that place will... There'll be a lot of fans that'll be at that race for the double header for that. So that's good stuff, yep. And uh, so keep supporting that local racing. I keep going down the road. That's good stuff. So Yeah, I'm hoping to get to Road America this weekend. We'll see. It's gonna be a tough one. I don't I don't see myself going, but it's possible I it was on the schedule to hopefully attend. I don't know if we'll do that. Uh, with Slinger getting rained out uh, yesterday too. So let's uh, Let's have a good night tonight. Safe night for everyone. Everyone have a good time. Uh, Weather, please stay away. Please stay nice out. And uh, then we got the white race tomorrow. Uh, 96 laps for Roger Regeth. Um, So that'll be be a good race tomorrow at Wisconsin International Raceway. If you come on out, say hi. And then a full weekend of it, as we just mentioned. So uh, uh, we've got some news here to finish up. Um... So Jimmy Johnson tested positive for COVID-19, as we mentioned earlier. Um, He has been cleared. So cleared for Kentucky. He will be there. Um, The other interesting news coming out is Watkins Glen, the the race there, might be in doubt here. 
Sounds like the favorite to replace it, if that does happen, is the Daytona Road Course. Uh, the other one that has been mentioned is Road America. So uh, that would be pretty darn cool if that would happen, but sounds like Daytona Road Course would be the special there. Of course, they are planning on running the Daytona Road Course for the Clash next year, so uh, we'll see what happens there, but something interesting that's going on. Well, we'll see. They can't, they can't seem to make a schedule up. It was supposed to come out early this week, and everything's on hold. Um, people are talking about next year's schedule, and, well, they can't even figure out the schedule this year to see what the exciting new schedule will be next year. So it's only till what, the first week in August that they've got the schedule. And I bet any minute that now that we're talking about it, 10 minutes after, after we get <laughs> done here, the schedule will come out. It's, yeah. It seems like it always works out that way. So... Yeah, it sure does seem that way. So uh, look for that schedule coming out later today. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll see what happens there. But you know, it's it's unprecedented territory. If we said all year long, um, they got a tough job ahead of them. You know, and then it, you know, it's not just them trying to create the schedule. It's them working with the local governments, the the U.S. government. So it's it's a lot of different hands in this. So we'll see what happens. But I think they're doing a fantastic job. At least they got a schedule out to August. Um, see what happens and then uh yeah i'm sure they're looking at next year already they, oh, yeah. they have to be yeah they have to be yep with so. the sponsors and all of that yep and how to set it up so people can take vacation time or whatever and do what they got to do yeah and they're wanna, they're going to want to pack those places after this year not having not having any at a lot so um yeah be on the lookout for that and uh Thanks for listening again. I know this is going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast, but that's all right. We'll we'll get another one out to you uh, here this weekend with the Slinger Nationals. We're doing going to try to do some interviews after tonight with the top three at least, so we'll see if we're able to do that. And uh, make sure you follow Double L Sports Network. That's LL Sports Network on both Facebook and Twitter. I'm uh, at Lauren Leach on Twitter. Uh, Mark, you're on Facebook, so... Uh, Give us a follow there. Keep on tune of what we're doing. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll talk at you guys later. Uh, stay dry, stay cool, stay healthy. And uh, maybe in that order, huh? <laughs> <laughs> After last night, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, thanks, Mark. See ya. See you later. Bye.